This is Everyday Wellness, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve your health and wellness goals and provide practical strategies that you can use in your real life. And now, here is your host, nurse practitioner Cynthia Thurlow. I'm so excited today to have JJ Virgin with us. She is the four-time New York Times bestselling author. She's a celebrity nutritionist, health expert, in the Fitness Hall of Fame. She's also a mentor and friend. I am so honored to have you this afternoon. Thank you so much for carving time out of your very busy schedule. Where are you connecting with me from? I am in San Diego in an Airbnb for a couple months, escaping the Florida heat. Thunder, thunderstorms, actually. It's way past heat. It's daily thunderstorms. So I, I can imagine we just got the tail end of a hurricane and it knocked out our Wi-Fi for 24 hours. And in my house with teenage boys, yeah. losing Wi-Fi was apocalyptic. Like last night they were paralyzed. <laughs> they didn't know what to do with themselves. I'm like, read a book. And, <laughs> a book? <laughs> yes. They're like, what? I'll read on my, no, I can't even read on my iPad because I can't even do that. I said, you will, you will survive. I promise. Now, I know that we share, you know, a a love and a passion for helping women get healthier and certainly, you know, aging in reverse. I like to think of it that way, that we just get better and better each year, that we grow wiser and stronger and fitter. But one of the questions when I reached out to my uh, tribe of women was they were curious. I mean, and I know that we're very aligned on this. You know, what are some of the key reasons that you see, you know, working with your clients um, why they get stuck. You know, I know, you know, perimenopause, menopause, the game changes, not nearly as easy as it is in our twenties and thirties. Um, what are some of the reasons that you, that you kind of see women getting stuck in middle age and beyond with their weight? I think that one of the big ones, and honestly, this is what got me into all of this. You know, I started out paying my way through graduate and doctoral school. And I was a personal trainer and there weren't any, it was me and a couple guys. Um, and I, all my clients were 45 plus. Mm-hmm. And what we were learning in school is if you want, and now we're like, we want to lose weight. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what we were learning in school was that if you wanted to lose weight, you had to create a 500 calorie deficit a day in order to lose a pound of week. And if you wanted to lose more then you created a bigger calorie deficit. So you either ate less or exercised more, or did both, right? And back then, um, I mean, that was it. There was nothing about hormones, nothing, especially in exercise. So I start doing this, and I'm very mathematical, and I think, all right, okay, I've got these people. They want to lose two pounds a week, so I will tightly control their diet. I'll tell them what to eat, and I'll put in their exercise. I know how many calories this will burn, and this will work great, and it didn't. (laughs) right and I'm like going wow I can't believe these people are paying me this amount of money to cheat this is so crazy why would anyone do this fortunately I took a group of women to Santa Barbara to stay at one of their ranches for a week and I was in total control and guess what they still didn't lose weight. Some did, some gained weight, some stayed the same, but I was controlling everything. So that's when I went, okay, clearly what I'm being taught in school is not mm-hmm. correct. At least it's not correct for everyone. It's certainly not correct when you hit like the 45 plus range where all bets are off. What is, if that's not what works, what does? And I started to look for all the things that could get in the way of you losing weight and cause you to gain weight. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, that was like a 20 year investigation that turned into, I was working on the Dr. Phil show and he had a chapter in his book called weight loss resistance. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to find all the reasons for weight loss resistance. And then I created a course I taught to doctors for years called overcoming weight loss resistance. And it was great that I did that because they actually gave me even more reasons. So by the time I was through all of that, you know, you know, genetics plays a part and aging plays a part, but the biggies were stress mm-hmm. and sleep, you know, those work by the same pathways. And of course, insulin resistance and blood sugar balance and sex hormones and that imbalance of progesterone and estrogen and testosterone. And then of course, gut dysbiosis. Um, now we know, and back back when I actually saw it happen, but there wasn't a name for it yet, even the studies hadn't come out yet. I had a client with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, but it wasn't called that back then. She just had gas all day long throughout the day. <laughs> Couldn't gain weight. And the doctors kept giving her probiotics. I'm like, this is not working. Um, And then, you know, food intolerances. So, and toxins. So I started going through all of those things. And and that's where I went, okay, body is not a bank account. Mm -hmm. It's a chemistry lab. And all of these things, food is information, exercise is information, stress is information. All of these things are information that ultimately will make the difference between your body burning fat or storing it. And I think the biggest challenge for women 45 plus is that we think that we should go back like when you're when you're 20, when you're 25, when you're 30, if you're fairly metabolically healthy, you can do just about anything. You can starve for a couple of days, you know, you can do that and you'll lose weight. But as you damage your metabolism and as you age and your body's that history book remembering all this stuff, those things do not work anymore and you actually have to get healthy to lose weight, not lose weight to get healthy. You have to start doing these things to get your metabolism to work correctly. And yet we still have this paradigm that we hold on to and we go, oh my gosh, I'm starting to gain weight. I better, I better eat even less and I better exercise even more. And you just make yourself worse and worse, right? And beat yourself up over it. <laughs> well, and it's interesting. I have a, a one client in, in particular who kind of typifies this right now. She's a one-on-one and She's so preoccupied with the weight loss that every time I talk to her about the lifestyle piece, how critical that is in perimenopause and menopause, like I'm like, there is no blank slate anymore. It's like, if you don't take care of your body, if you don't get good quality sleep, if you don't ration in on your, you know, your stress management is just two examples. I can't get you to lose weight. And so the other day it was humorous because the first thing she said was, I went to Orange Theory Fitness and I did classes four or five days a week. And I said, that's the opposite of the kind of exercise I want you to do because your body, it's too much stress. And that's the cumulative impact of stress and how it spikes cortisol. And I said, let's talk about cortisol. Let's talk about what cortisol does in the body. I said, we need cortisol. I don't want to suggest that we don't. But if we have spiked cortisol, either from eating frequently, the mini meals nonsense, the snacking nonsense all day Mm -hmm. long, um, or, you know, the food sensitivity piece, or, you know, also this, this, you know, your body thinks you're running a marathon. That's not the way that your body's going to say, okay, I I can, I can energetically kind of let go of some of this sweet game. I know it's so it's counterintuitive is the problem, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's a couple really important things. Number one, once you get to a certain age, there's no margin for error anymore. (laughs) You know, it's like nothing. And, and I'll share a personal story because like, we're not immune, even though we know better. And then really habits 
dictate your hormones. Mm -hmm. And the first thing you have to do is get your, if your hormones are working correctly, if you're insulin sensitive, if your blood sugar is balanced, if your estrogen and progesterone are balanced, if your cortisol comes up in the morning, then comes back down so you can fall asleep. If you sleep well, melatonin comes up, then you can burn off stored fat for fuel and you have great steady sustained energy. But you know, the opposite happens and then you start to gain a little weight and I'll walk you through what happened. You, you'll appreciate this. So the p- pandemic hits and I'm kind of going, all right, I've been in very stressful situations before I know what to do. I'm doing my sleep. I'm eating perfectly. I'm doing my exercise. Everything looks great. I go through a big business betrayal. Boom. My weight goes up five pounds. Really? And I'm like, just huh, yeah. this is not fair, but I think, all right, this, I'm, I'm working on it. This will resolve. It will pass. Just calm down, you know, <laughs> calm down. You're only being seen from the, the waist up anyway, right now. <laughs> so we're, we're Lulu's and Spanx and everything's fine. Yes. Then, right. And then, um, I have another business betrayal. And the next thing I know, because one of the key things that I do every single day is step on the scale. Mm-hmm. I've gotten in trouble is one, one of the things I tell clients is step on the scale every day because that will keep you, because you don't want to step on the scale when things are not going well. That's right. what you need to. It keeps you from going too far off track. So I step on the scale. My weight goes up a pound. Next day, another pound. Next day, another pound. Now, first thing I do is get like the battery of tests. But while I'm waiting for my test results, I decide I'll start doing a little tighter diet, a little, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll double up my workouts. Now I know better than this. I know better than this. And of course, nothing happens. It doesn't work. Right. And so it's just, it's just that big reminder of you've got to look at what is going on for me. Obviously this was a big cortisol hit. Yes. And then by the way, I got food intolerances because it made my gut leaky. And then I started getting more inflammation. And then you know, it just it was like ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. You can't fix that by doing more of the same. And that's what the definition of insanity. So as I went and did the stuff I knew that I always tell everyone else not to do, that then of course didn't work. I was like, this is just a great reminder that we just have this, there's something back in our brain that goes, oh, just do more. It's like, no, no, no. It's it's a really challenging thing to do, and that's why I want to acknowledge everybody is in those situations, you're going to want to fight yourself, and you've got to chill out. Yeah. Well, it makes you human, right? I mean, if you are an expert in this space, and even for you, the first inclination is to restrict more, like more exercise, less food, mm-hmm. that'll fix the situation. And I, you know, I think that kind of goes along with you know, these kind of antiquated dogmas that a lot of us kind of still embrace, you know, there's constant discussions about calories in, calories out, um, you know, mini meals and snacks. So, you know, trying to suspend disbelief or, you know, kind of reintegrate or re-educate ourselves about the fact that, you know, that old kind of thinking will keep us in old habits. And so when we usher in new ideas, new concepts, that can be life altering. And so I love that you, you know, acknowledged, called yourself out on it and said, okay, we got to work on these other things first. I know it's, it's, it, it was a, a good humbling experience. And again, we've got to look at all of these things that 
have come up over the last couple decades because, you know, we both were just starting out when everything came up about fat-free food and snacking all day long and, you know, eating breakfast, a snack, lunch, a snack, dinner, and then a snack, mm-hmm. right? And never letting yourself get hungry, yeah. and which is so crazy, and grazing all throughout the day. And doing as much cardio as you can, you know, it's, I mean, we're still, we're still recovering from all of this information that's still so pervasive out there. I mean, just, just snacking alone. What a silly, silly concept. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the average American between sugary drinks and food eats 16 to 17 times a day. So think about the concept of so you're secreting insulin in response to this constant food or liquid bolus all day long. Is it any wonder we're dealing with escalating rates of obesity and diabetes um, and metabolic inflexibility? Because our bodies aren't designed to function like that. They really aren't. And I think, you know, people think of it as being so benign. I and mean, I love to talk about how probably 10 years ago, I would, you know, go to the gym and do these like hardcore conditioning classes. And I would shower and I'd have a shake going to the gym and a shake coming home. And then I'd get to the, either the clinic or the hospital and I'd have a really small breakfast. And then I'd have a mid morning snack and then I'd eat lunch. And then I'd have another snack in the afternoon and I'd eat dinner. And I'm like, maybe in my thirties, I could get away with that, but oh my gosh, if I ate like that now, I right. be a totally different playing field. <laughs> Yeah, even just uh, I get a lot of people question. They're like, "Do I have to eat three meals a day?" I'm like, "Where do people get the idea? Like, is someone going to hold you hostage if you don't? You know, no, <laughs> you don't." Yeah. No, in fact, I tell people, I'm like, if I'm if I'm away on vacation or I overindulged, I'm like, some days I have one meal. I mean, I don't. It's not. A, it's not every day. But if I'm not hungry for a second meal, I don't eat a second meal. Right. It's not every day, but I try to respond to my body and and part of a lot of my educational piece is really getting people back to intuitive eating, listening to mm-hmm. their bodies. I think we are so numbed by, you know, not just our vices, you know, whether it's food or exercise or entertainment or drugs or alcohol, whatever people are doing, they're just numbing themselves so they don't actually feel anything. And sometimes feelings can be unpleasant. And um, I, I just encourage people, I'm like, once you get back to the concept of intuitively responding to what your body needs, you don't have as many cravings you sleep better, your stress management's better, again, because it goes back to your hormones are properly balanced. So you're not feeling like you have to, you know, eat everything in your house, you know, I, and you'll I, actually forget to eat. And that's to me, the ultimate test. Yes. Is if you all of a sudden go, Oh, my gosh, it's four o'clock. And I just forgot to eat. That means that your metabolism is working well, your body's able to burn off fat, you've broken free of those cravings, you're not a slave to the time, like my we feed my little dog once a day. My little dog gets fed at five o'clock and at, at like yeah. quarter five, she's on you, you know, yeah. and she's pester, pester, pester. Hey. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. 
And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness. Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths a day. The indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air and in some circumstances, up to 100 times more polluted, according to the EPA. And did you know that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths globally? So what's the solution? I want to introduce you to a product by Air Doctor that has captured the attention of established media outlets like CNN, ABC, and more. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so that your lungs don't have to. This includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses that have the potential to go on and make us sick. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day, breathe-easy, money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorbro.com and use code CYNTHIA. You'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 in value. Look at the special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code Cynthia. I absolutely love my air filters. They're an integral component to ensuring that the air that my family breathes in our home is as safe as possible. That's okay. She gets fed once a day. But, you know, if you find all of a sudden you're sniffing around at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. and it's like you've trained yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think from so many of us, because we're, you know, maybe we weren't working from home normally, but now we're spending a lot of time in our homes that, you know, I had some clients tell me, they're like, I tried not to get into the pantry and eat, but I was so bored. I didn't know what else to do with myself. And so <laughs> when you're working with clients and they're they're eating out of boredom or they're eating out of stress, what are some of the ways that you like to kind of, you know, retrain that monkey brain mindset? And, and I say this in a loving way because mm-hmm. we all try to do it in, in a very loving, compassionate way. But what are some of the things you get them to focus on instead? So I always look at when are those times? Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that women do more than men is that we tend to take our downtime, like we feel so guilty about taking time for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. That we do it with food. Mm-hmm. And so I look at the two times during the day. A lot of times I'll see women like as they're preparing dinner, eating a lot. I had one client who said, you know, I just can't seem to figure out why I'm not losing weight. And I was having her do a food journal mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it and I'm like, this just doesn't like, huh, I know what your exercise is. I know what your sleep is. I know what your hormones are. Like, I know what's going on, what's going on. So I go over and I watch her. She's invited me to dinner and I'm watching her making dinner and I was so stressed out by watching her make dinner because she had no idea of how much food she was putting. She was eating the whole time she was making dinner. Like, I'm like, how are you? Like, you just ate more than you would ever eat at dinner while you were standing up. So the first thing is to really identify when that is, because 
most likely there's something you'd much rather do, but you won't give yourself the permission to do it, Mm -hmm. right? But you will let yourself eat. Like case in point, a lot of times after dinner, people will say they want something sweet or they, I'm like, go get in the bath. You're probably not going to eat in the bathtub. Once you're in there, it's hard to get out and get something. Go give yourself like, okay, I admit it. I love like spy novels and, you know, silly chiclet novels. I love them. Like Devils Wear Prada, like that kind of, I love them. So, but I will not let myself read that any other time. But like, you know, after dinner, get in the bathtub, do that. So I could do that or I could eat dessert. I'd rather do that. So I think we find these great replacement activities that we feel like we shouldn't really let ourselves have, you know, um, the facial right now at home, your own facial. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Counting the days. I'm like, I haven't had one in forever. Oh my gosh. I know. Um, You know, so think of those other replacement activities that actually will nurture you and nourish you way more than the food. And in the interim, Gosh, you know, if you make yourself, I'm a big sparkling water fan. And, and so I just do a ton of sparkling water and green tea when I'm home yep. and stick with that and really work on, I mean, I've got some hard and fast rules. And I think if you start with one rule at a time and then turn it into a habit, then you're great. And one of them is you do not eat after dinner. Yeah. Under any, like no, sir, there's never, I mean, maybe once a year if, you're, if it's your birthday, but you know, you don't eat after dinner, just that is a hard and fast rule so that you'll have that, that break between dinner and bed. So you can actually sleep and release growth hormone, right? So no eating after dinner. And then you start to go, all right, I'm getting up in the morning and I'll just have black coffee. I'll have tea. And how long can I go before I really need to eat before I really start to feel hunger? Not the slightest bit of, oh, maybe I might be hungry. (laughs) No, it's like the, I really need to eat something and then do it and just start to, to push that time out and make it a little bit of, of a game and then reward yourself for doing that. But again, replacement activities are such a key thing and especially activities that you would view as such a treat, right? I don't know about you, but I like to enjoy a nice wine glass after a long day. But the problem is that so many of the wines have harmful chemicals like pesticides or they have way too much sugar, which would damage your health in the long run. After doing some researching, I discovered Dry Farm Wine, the only health-focused natural wine club in the world. Their wine is all natural and additive-free, lab-tested for purity, sugar-free, and low alcohol. So you can enjoy the taste of good wines without the massive chemical or sugar intake. By joining the Dry Farm Wine Club, you can choose how often you'd like to receive the wines. You can choose monthly or every other month and how many you'd like to receive. And as a special gift, if you sign up with our link, you can get a bonus bottle of pure natural wine with your first order for just one extra penny. Visit the link in the description to claim your bonus bottle of natural wine and join the Dry Farm Wine Club. And I think that's really important. I love those ideas. I mean, one of the things that I talk a lot about is even a 10 or 15 minute walk after a meal will help oh my gosh. your blood sugar. So, you know, I know it's hot. I'm in Northern Virginia, but I'm like, all of us can handle and actually get more steps in. Like one of the things that I've been crazy about is doing a lot of walking. I might do a, a gym. Well, you can't really do a lot of gym stuff, but do some type of exercise in the morning and then walking in the late afternoon, or early evening, yeah. and making it something that everyone can do together. So you're getting out of the house. But the other thing that you touched on was sleep. And there was a study that I read recently and it talked about three extra hours of 
not consuming food around bedtime will help lower your CRP, helps lower inflammation, helps lower blood sugar. And so everyone that's listening, it's like an easy thing to do. So maybe your last meal is at six o'clock and you don't go to bed till 9.30 or 10, or your last meal is at seven o'clock and then you don't go to bed till 10 or 11, really has a huge positive net impact. And we know we get more human growth hormone uh, secretion while we're sleeping. We also get that lymphatic system. So it's kind of a waste recycling, trash process, cleaning our brains out, um, that is so critical at night. And we don't have the opportunity to do that any other time during the day because it requires so much literally brain power to actually fuel it, to make sure that that process actually occurs. And see, these are easy little things like rule number one, stop eating three hours before bed. Like mm-hmm. just stop doing that. Then that adding walking in after a meal, like that is such a huge one. Mm-hmm. And it's why everyone should have a dog. Yes. Like, there do. it is get a dog because that dog's going to look at you and you will feel too guilty. So you get a dog, you walk the dog after your meal. It's something you look forward to. We started doing paddle boarding in Florida after dinner. I love it. It was like, so, I mean, in the summer, how amazing it's the perfect time to go do it. So think of some moderate activity that you can do, not something intense because you want to be preparing for sleep, Mm -hmm. but some moderate activity after dinner, just to get your blood sugar super balanced Mm -hmm. and ready for bed. It's the perfect thing. And that's so easy, like 15 minutes. Who can't do that? Right. And I tell people, I'm like, I'm all about finding sustainable strategies that you can do forever because- you know, we don't want to make things complicated. When we make things complicated, they're hard to remember. If they're hard yeah. to remember, you're less likely to do them. But I do find that, you know, getting outside in nature, I know for you, you know, being outside is a really important thing as well. And like, get some sunlight exposure in the morning, you know, even starting your morning, sitting outside, having a cup of coffee, some green tea, uh, that sunlight exposure really does a lot of profoundly beneficial things for our health. And, um, you know, it's, it's important for us to kind of reset our circadian rhythm, reset that cortisol, uh, all these really beneficial things, especially if we aren't sleeping well, you know, it's a good way to kind of, you know, start the day off properly. Even if you're feeling like you want to be a slug and lay in bed, I'm like, get up and get some sunshine. I promise I'll make you feel better. You get some vitamin D as well. So tell me what a typical day is like for you. I know you're not at home right now. I know that you mm-hmm. are um, in beautiful San Diego and I know California is, uh, has a bit more restrictions than some other parts of the country, but a lot of my ladies wanted to know what's a typical day like for you. They're in- inherently very curious about this. Yeah. And it's interesting because it has the same components. It's just switched being here in San Diego because in Florida, I am super lucky. I have a whole home gym mm-hmm. and I have a canal and paddle boards and kayaks. So, you know, what I like to do is wake up without an alarm. That's one thing I try to do. I generally wake up around seven. I set my alarm just in case, but I usually wake up before that. And then the first thing we do is make sure we open up all of the windows to let the sun shine in. That's super important. And I do get outside fairly quickly from when I wake up in um, Florida. I make a point of getting out into the grass. Here we have like this small patch of grass, but um, you know, it's mainly like this. We have a huge pool with a water slide here. I've yet to go down this. You understand the, the blowout situation, but uh, you know, so one of the great things in both places is that I spend a lot of time outside. And so that, again, lets me regulate my circadian rhythm, get some vitamin D. Uh, I walk the dog out there. Now, generally what I do when I wake up in the morning 
is I have some black bulletproof coffee and I read a positive book. And so I always have one that I'm working through. And so I read part of that and then I have a journal and then I take some notes from the book, whatever kind of just comes through me. And then I also write down what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. So that's just a, an always do. I find when I do miss that, it's just like my day is just off. Mm-hmm. So that's first thing and uh, cuddle with the dog. And then <laughs> I do my thinking work. Um, mornings, I actually prefer to be on the East Coast of the U.S., not the West Coast, because I feel like when I wake up on the West Coast, everything is started. And yeah. on the East Coast, you're ahead. And morning is really my thinking time. And I really like to spend the first couple of hours thinking and writing and doing more of that type of work before I do my, my interviews and um, coaching calls and that type of stuff. In Florida, I work out in the morning, my big workout. In San Diego, I work out my big workout later in the day. And it's just because the gyms are closed here and my big workout here is now hiking up big hills. Uh-huh. Um, but today I did do some like burst training. I have an exerciser here. I did a modified workout. Last night we did some yoga. So I'm just scheduling something in every single day and then always a couple dog walks as well. Um, food varies and it's been very weird here. I've been doing kind of like, um, two and a half meals a day. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll do a late breakfast, early dinner and a snack if I need it. Sometimes I'll do like a little something, um, mid morning and then a lunch and a dinner. Uh, I just kind of, you know, roll it around depending on what's going on. Um, As you know, same thing, right? But always the same types of thing. I'm a big smoothie fan. So I do a lot of smoothies with with some kind of thing like a coconut milk, my protein powder, and then little avocado, sometimes fruit, but not always. I kind of got out of eating fruit when I broke sugar impact diet. I started to see, you know, I was never a big fruit eater, but gosh, you know. I think we don't think about the sugar that we're getting there. There's just so much thought process that like sugar is free food or fruit is free food. You still need to be careful about it. So I might eat five servings of fruit a week. Depends. Sometimes none. Um, If I do fruit in a smoothie, I tend to do more of a uh, bit of a green banana for the resistant starch. Mm -hmm. Most of the other meals are clean protein, vegetables, and a little bit of a slow, low carb. That's more of our night meal because it helps me sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do a dog walk after dinner too. And I'm a big sleep junkie. Yeah. So I get in bed usually by nine. I'm asleep by 10. I wake up usually around 6.30, get up at seven, start the whole thing. But you know, wherever I am in the world. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting-edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one interpreting your data 
and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I have used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code EWP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep. We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. It's always the gratitude stuff in the morning. I always make sure that I've got some workouts scheduled at some point during the day, sometimes two things, um, but not too intense things. I rotate between weight training and then 
the cardio I do, I don't tend to do things like I'm doing right now, which are these long, hard hikes. I tend to do more high intensity interval training type of stuff. So I figure this is a good, different thing for my body. And then um, some yoga, which is my latest, greatest thing. It took me 20 years of resisting yoga to finally start doing it. Um, and it was the perfect time. Like we finally found the yoga teachers we loved. Everything was great. And then everything closed down, but we found yoga online. So we've been doing it online together, my husband and I, and the dog actually sits there and we'll do, it's, it's the funniest thing you've ever seen. Cause she'll do these crazy, like downward dogs as we're doing ours. I'm like, this is, I got to get a video. Um, and that's it. You know, I've been spending, I'll tell you during the quarantine, I've actually had a lot more We've been spending more time like around the dinner table. It's been fantastic. Like like just spending more time with family hanging out than we than I usually do. And I am going to keep that habit because I think uh, if you look at the things that really make a difference in your health, relationships are so key critical. And I just don't think we put the proper priority on them. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, you know, I was saying this, I have two teenage boys. And so I was saying the gift of time is what COVID has given me personally, the gift of time, spending more time with them around them, because, you know, with very few exceptions, I mean, swim team went poof, football went poof, CrossFit went poof, mm -hmm. you know, schlepping, running all over Northern Virginia went poof. And so what you're left with are opportunities to connect. And, and I'm hoping, you know, everyone that's listening is making a, a bigger effort. You know, family dinners have gotten to be really, really important. My 14-year-old actually said, because there was a period of time where I would sometimes walk in the afternoon and he was saying like, mom, it's really important that we're all together for dinner. Even if you're fasting and, and I, I were beyond your feeding window, please sit down with us. And so you just come to recognize how critical that is. Now, are your boys, were they with you in Florida during quarantine? So what's amazing is, you know, Bryce's school closed in California and then my stepdaughter's school closed. She goes to Cal Poly slow and he goes to Cal Poly Pomona. They both closed. We flew them out. Mm -hmm. So we had, I'd never spent much time with her and she's 21, Bryce is 23. And then my 24 year old had moved about 20 minutes away from me in December with my ex-husband. So quarantine was my husband, my ex-husband, my two sons, and my bonus daughter spending like we spent every Sunday, all of us together and usually one other night a week. And then Tim and, and Lex and Bryce and I hung out. We had so much fun. We got a pool table. We got dartboard. We set up the, the um, family room as like a dance party, like mm -hmm. a full-blown dance party, rave, lights, everything else. Yeah. And we were paddleboarding. We would go out at night and we have two paddleboards and two kayaks and we'd all go out. I mean, we just, I didn't really want to say much about it because I felt like, oh gosh, you know, here I am. It's 80 degrees every day mm -hmm. and we're spending Sunday afternoons barbecuing and hanging out at the pool. And then we're going, you know, and just like, just, mm -hmm. you know, and you're looking at what people are going through. They're living in, in the cities. And I thought, oh, yeah. but we, um, I feel like we were so fortunate to have that time because you're right you're never getting that you're yeah. back your kids leave home and they don't come move back in again I mean if they do you're usually going oh my gosh you know? <laughs> <laughs> <What's wrong? laughs> ah! yeah. there's some crisis of crisis of you know that we're all kind of dealing with well I think that's really what it comes down to I mean ultimately for all of us 
is, you know, what are our key priorities? And I think sometimes it takes having, God forbid, another pandemic or some type of crisis for us to recognize what's really most important to each right? of Right. Well, you know, as entrepreneurs, um, we control our own destiny and we can be our own worst boss. Mm-hmm. And so I discovered, like, as pandemic hit and I thought, oh, my gosh, I have to get the information out about how to strengthen your immune system. And I'm up there, doors locked, creating whole new training series and all this stuff. And they're downstairs having a blast. Not me, I'm upstairs. Mm-hmm. And I started to look at this and I go, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing? Like, like, it is so, it, 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 we've got to look at life and again, remind ourselves that it's a marathon, right? Mm-hmm. And that like you've put everything in its proper place because there's always going to be too much to do, especially for women. There's always yeah. too much to do. My gosh. Right. And having your 14 year old say that is just amazing. Yeah. So, no, it, it was, it, you know, it identified for me, you know, he's home for four years then he goes off to college. My little guy is six years and he goes off to college. And I was like, I better get it right because, you know, if I'm not getting it right, then yeah. Yeah. I don't get a second. I don't get a second shot at this. And that's, you know, I know being a boy mom, it's yep. sometimes hard for these young men to express themselves. So if they're that direct with me, it, that's a huge wake up call. It's like, oh, it's okay. huge. They really, really, really mean it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me what's next for you. I know you've always got a lot going on behind the scenes. And obviously I have the you know honor and benefit of being able to connect with you regularly. Um, through the mastermind, but I'm curious, what's next for you? What are you cooking up now that you're out in California? <laughs> um, you know, I love I love uh, coaching doctors and health entrepreneurs the most. One of the things I wanted to do early on was figure out how to impact a million people with my message. And then I was on Dr. Phil for two years, and it was like, okay, well, all right, what now? What and um, you know, a lot of these things of learning how to get your message out and, and you know, create a community is is just easy to teach other people. So I, my big goal is to continue the work there and really focus on how to reach a billion people with that. Also, while looking at how to do that and, and improve our health equality, mm-hmm. um, that is something I am, I am, I think the pandemic has shown such a light on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the great things with doing podcasts and blogs and social media and all that is you, you democratize health, but I think we can do it a lot better. So that's when I'm taking on and Mindshare will be taking that on too. And um, I'm actually working on another book. I always say my last book, I'm working on my last (laughs) book. And it's really a, a shift. The book I wrote before this book I'm working on, Warrior Mom, was about the lessons that I learned nearly losing my son in a hit and run accident. And I've always worked a lot of mindset into any of the things that I've done because, you know, if you don't believe that you can be healthy, if you don't believe you're worthy, if you don't see yourself already in that, you know, great shape, feeling great, you'll never get there. Mm-hmm. And so everything I've always done is started with your why, your mindset you know, knowing you're good enough, all of that, because I always know if, if you've got the strong why, the how's not the hard part, it's the why, right? right. Um, and so my next book will really is going to go much more into that and some lessons I learned at the age of 30 with a mentor that 
have uh, become so much part of me that I even forgot I I forgot she ever existed. Like I totally forgot about her. So mm-hmm. that's going to be my next book because I know these things, the impact they've had on me. They've literally saved lives, built businesses, you know. And so that's my next my next big thing is to write this lessons from K book. I love it. Process. I love it. Well. I so enjoyed our time together. I want to be respectful of your busy afternoon. Where can people find you? Obviously, you're very accessible, but where, where's the best place for people to start if they want to learn more about you and your message? Um, you know what I put together? Um, I was really looking at, you know, how do people get healthy? And I felt like people come in and you all of a sudden go, okay, do this stuff. And they're overwhelmed. And I thought, what if we just had a simple roadmap that said, all right, first First, just start to add more quality food to your diet. Then start to take out foods and test to see what you're intolerant to. Then go and balance your blood sugar and lower your sugar Mm -hmm. impact. Then move into intermittent fasting. Like I created a whole roadmap to make this so simple so that you had your logical next step and hormonally you were prepared for it. And so that is at jjvirgin.com forward slash roadmap. And it literally is this like roadmap of where stress and sleep and exercise and food intolerance and sugar and all of them fasting all fit in. And you can just kind of go through that map one by one. I love it. Well, thank you again for your time today, JJ, and enjoy your time in sunny California. I am. Thanks for listening to Everyday Wellness. If you loved this episode, please leave us a rating and review. Subscribe and remember, tell a friend. And if you want to connect with us online, visit the link in the show notes.